ACDC could be teasing a tour announcement. They did post a short video on their website featuring their lightning bolt logo with the words, Are You Ready? So there's some thought that they could be going out there and doing a full-on tour. They're playing, I think it's Brazil for like three or four dates this year. But there could be more to it than all of that. So we'll see. We may find out on uh, Monday about that. Uh, Toby Keith, boy, the the Toby Keith uh, estate is probably worth a good bit of coin, not just because of all the music that Toby Keith sold over the years, also probably because of this girl. She came to Nashville last year writing her own songs, singing them, and hoping someone would like them. Toby Keith did. So much so that he just signed her to his new record label. That makes them partners. You're in the room with him and you can feel it. There's a power there and you're just like, oh my God. So I don't think I'll ever get to a point where I won't see him and be like, oh my God, that's Toby Keith. That's Taylor Swift. He signed, Toby Keith signed her to a record deal like 18, 19 years ago. How about that? And the first six albums that she did was with his record company and then he sold it to this other guy who Taylor Swift got into this big um, thing with. Yeah. But uh, in an interview with the Chicago Tribune in 2016, just before he had sold off the company, Toby Keith admitted that he would be able to live off the money he's made from Taylor Swift's music for the remainder of his career, even if he never made another album. This is in 2016. Toby said, quote, yeah, uh, you know, at the time he owned a piece of the label that she's on. He said, if I just took the royalties I had off that I wouldn't have to do anything else. A bunch of people could live off that. I bet. That was in 2016. And as have, if things have blown up since, you know people gone back and got her older stuff oh, yeah. and all that, so he's probably getting all that. I saw something really cool about Toby Keith the other day, uh, yesterday. Um, guy said, when I was in the military, he came over, Toby came over and played one of those USO shows. He said he played like 11 tours or something like that. And uh, the one that he saw was supposed to be, it was supposed to be Ted Dugent. But something happened. Ted Nugent shot his mouth off or something and wasn't able to go. And so Toby, stay, uh, at the last minute, jumped in and did that tour for the uh, soldiers. And because it was supposed to be Ted Nugent, uh, Toby played a version of Cat Scratch Fever for the people. Toby <laughs> That's Keith. cool. Cat Scratch Fever. All right. We read so you don't have to. There's a new book out of Behind the Scenes about the Sopranos. And this is, uh, the author is a guy who worked on the show as a location scout for all those years. So he found locations for the Sopranos to shoot. Like if they needed to to film in a restaurant, he found the restaurant. If they needed a scene at a golf course, he went out there and found a golf course. If they needed a field to bury bodies, then he'd go find the field. So, you know, he was around these sets for all those years. And he's got some... Some details about the excesses of James Gandolfini, a.k.a. Tony Soprano. He says it was around season five when Gandolfini's personal behavior started falling apart and creeping into the production of the show. He says in that season they had to do some filming at a racetrack in New Jersey. There's going to be a couple days of filming, so the crew and actors stayed at a nearby hotel. He says, quote, I'm at the hotel bar when the crew member closest to Jim asks if I want to go down to Atlantic City with Jim and a few others. It's over an hour away. The next morning, I'm not surprised when Jim cannot be roused. 
Gandolfini eventually showed up four hours late and worse for wear, quote, cursing his way through his half-learned lines, doing take after take, drinking coffees and bottles of water, alternatively sheepish and churlish the way he always is when he F's up. As Gandolfini became increasingly unreliable, HBO reportedly added a clause making him responsible for shoot day costs if he misses work due to excesses of consumption. The author writes that Gandolfini's problems were fueled at least in part by his apparent discomfort with fame. He writes of another day when the crew was told that Gandolfini wouldn't be coming in at all, prompting co-star Edie Falco, who played Carmela Soprano, to say with even more than a little disgust, are you kidding me? The author writes that Edie Falco was known for showing up early, always fully prepared, always amazingly and instantly in character. She was nothing but an admirable onset presence throughout the entire run of the show, but her professionalism seemed to daunt Gandolfini. Quote, Jim seems in awe of it and frustrated by her ready access to convincing emotion. He often gets to set not quite in character, cursing himself mid-scene, calling on the script supervisor to feed him lines. But everyone was willing to put up with the chaos, he writes, because Gandolfini was a great actor. And he was beloved by everyone on the set, despite the frustrations he could cause. Every Friday night, Gandolfini would have copious amounts of sushi delivered to the set for the entire crew to enjoy. And at the end of every season... He would give everyone a significant gift, including gift certificates worth hundreds of dollars. And in the final season, he handed out watches engraved with the message, Sopranos 1997-2007, rest in peace. Thank you, J.G. Jim Gandolfini. Very cool. John, since uh, The Who was uh, did the halftime show, the year that the Saints won the Super Bowl in 2010. Here are your Super Bowl halftime shows since the last classic rocker. Black Eyed Peas, Madonna, Beyonce, Bruno Mars, Katy Perry, Coldplay, Lady Gaga, Justin Timberlake, Maroon 5, Jennifer Lopez, The Weeknd, Dr. Dre, and Rihanna. I, well, I do remember Rihanna. That was last year. That was, uh, that was pretty good. And I do remember the Dr. Dre one. That was with all those. That was with a bunch of guys, yeah. right? Eminem, Snoop that was Dogg, good. Kendrick Lamar. But the other ones, I I don't remember anything yeah. of at all. I mean, I remember uh, Bruno Mars with the Red Hot Chili Peppers because that was the Seahawks, you know, win. Yeah. Well, bring these guys out. These guys mm-hmm. would do a great Super Bowl halftime show, and maybe they'll be on tour this year. We'll find out more in a few days. Brad and John, Classic Rock ninety two point nine, KISM.